Welcome to Around the Diamond, Ottawa's source for baseball talk. This is Shortstop Junior Rojo with the Rockland Boulders. This is your boy Reggie Abercrombie. Hey, this is your boy Coop. This is Josh Wood. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Kenny Bryant from the Ottawa Champions. This is Quebec Capital's third baseman and pitcher Lachlan Fontaine. Hey, this is Ottawa Champion second baseman Albert Cartwright all the way from the Bahamas. You're listening to Around the Diamond with my man Diamond Dante on CKDJ 107.9. Profiling players' careers and their life outside of baseball. Now, here's your host, Diamond Dante. Seb high and deep to right, and that's out Cartwright, and that's a walk-off single. Albert Cartwright wins the ballgame. Mastro Berti comes in to score. Duarte up the middle, and that's the ballgame. Wilson, the one-two, big cut, and he struck him out. Wilson back-to-back strikeouts on a slider in the dirt. Tissenbaum swings at that one. And your co-host. Chambers flying into third with a triple. Chambers is back. He looks up and it's off the top of the wall. Fires it back into second base. And they got him. Chambers slaps it the other way. Louis Cardinals World Series champion Adron Chambers. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Welcome to the very special Christmas Eve edition of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 1079. You're listening to episode 41 of Around the Diamond. I'm your host, Diamond Dante. Alongside is my good friend, Adron Chambers, who, is, uh, who played in the major leagues in 2011 through 2013 with the Cardinals, won a World Series uh, in 2011. Joining us for this segment on this uh, very special Christmas Eve is Milwaukee Brewers, Art Charles. Art was originally drafted by the Orioles and Royals in 2008 and 2009. In 2010, Charles finally had signed with the Toronto Blue Jays when he was drafted out of the 20th round and worked his way up to low A in the Jays system. After that, Charles had moved over to the Phillies where he reached as high as double A. Then, Art had came over to the Can-Am League where he hit 29 home runs, drove in 103 runs, not to mention that Charles also hit 353 last season with the Jackals. Art Charles is with us on Around the Diamond, joining, da, na, 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 na. Us, joining us over the phone. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Thanks listen. On. Yeah, no problem. I've been trying to, I've been trying to get a hold of you all season and trying to get you on the show. And finally, uh, we 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 do have you on Around the Diamond. It's a pleasure to have you on. Now, now I want to go back to the beginning of your career, Art. And you were drafted at a high school by the Orioles, and you decided to decline that offer and hand, and and attend Bakersfield College in California. So, what kind of went through your mind when declining that first offer? Because you were drafted three times. So, what went through your mind when declining that offer when drafted at a high school? Uh, I mean, well, obviously, you know, being drafted is a dream come true already within itself. You know, so it wasn't an easy decision to do to make. But um, I felt like it was just right for me at the time just because I felt like I needed to, you know, mature a little bit more. And uh, as a, as a you know, not just a player, but just in, in my life, you know, just to kind of get that little bit of maturity under, under my belt before I started that whole, you know, process that I'm going through now. And, uh, you know, just I feel like I feel like that was just the path for me. 
and which seemed right for me at the time. You know, there's other little things that needed to work on, and and uh, I felt like it was all, you know, a good decision for me, and it, everything worked out. When you say you needed some things to work on, like things like what? What did you need to work on to kind of that you felt like wouldn't wasn't gonna get you where you wanted to be? Um, I, I mean, obviously, I wanted to become a little bit better hitter. I wanted to get stronger, um, and just kind of you know mature my game a little bit mentally as well. Nice. Because I feel like that was obviously you know the mental part of the game is huge, and I felt like I wasn't quite. I was I was a competitor always. I always wanted to win. But I feel like that was also something I needed to prepare myself for, you know, one, being away from the family for the first time for that long. As if, yeah. And 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 two, you know, just preparing myself on to have that mental approach of a professional, you know, make sure that I was out there taking care of business and not, you know, tricking some things off, you know, and in 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 other words, you know. Art Charles here with us on this very special Christmas Eve edition of Around the Diamond. Uh, was just taken out of the Rule 5 draft by the Milwaukee Brewers uh, just a few weeks ago, so very fresh in your mind. We'll get to that later in the show. Uh, but Art, Art, you mentioned it was it was almost you know going through your head, you know the process of moving away from your family. Now, uh, for myself and even for Adron, you know being on the uh, the show for a short amount of time, we've talked to a lot of guys that have played in the big leagues. We've talked to guys that have just in the minor leagues That's or right. in the Can Am League. And have been drafted out of the first round, and they've always said that you know it wasn't tough for them moving away from their family. They just wanted to get straight out the door. Now it seems to me, from what we just heard, is that it was a little bit different than you, and that you you know you'd missed your family, and that you didn't want to move away. Was that correct? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, going through the the pre-draft workout phase of it all, um, you you start to prepare yourself for you know leaving your family because you know that that's going to happen. Now, um, as far as me though, is um. Obviously, I've I've been away from my family. That wasn't a huge issue, but just just the fact of uh, you know leaving them for a long period of time and mm-hmm. kind of doing that thing. Like I, obviously, I knew baseball is what I wanted to do, and if things would have worked out and I, I felt like I was prepared and ready, I definitely would have signed, no doubt, and 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 win, handle my business. But I definitely felt like I needed to, um, you know, just mature a little bit more. Was the, was the biggest thing, and. Obviously, I know my my family can help me do that a little bit, and as well as spend a little bit more time and, and make sure that I'm ready. You know, you so you you and your family, your family, y'all must be a, a close knit family. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, and I mean, with 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 everything that's gone through my whole career, I mean, obviously they've been with me every step of the way, as I'm sure your family has as well oh, man. through your you, career, Adrian. You I, know I got saying? so many, so many. My mama. My father, God rest his soul, passed away a couple months ago. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I I really do understand how important it is to have family on your side. And it don't even have to be blood, neither. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I didn't, I didn't exactly. grab so many family members that were just next door neighbors, you know, people in the neighborhood that checked on me and, and cared for me. And uh, yeah, I know what you mean by that. But uh, Exactly. And, and I've been blessed to have, you know, people around me who I do consider family that aren't, you know, necessarily my mom, my dad, my brothers or my sister, you know, but like you said, family, friends, yeah, people that I've met along the way that kind of gave me that support and extra, you know, want to, you know, the, the want to, to go out there and do a little bit better and um, to have that success and to keep fighting, you know, so that's all been huge for me throughout my career. The after, I mean, out of high school, I was, I felt like I wasn't as ready, but yeah. Out of out of junior college, my first time being drafted in junior college, I was definitely ready to make it happen, but just there were just some little things that just didn't work out. So I stayed an extra year, 
and it was taken by the Blue Jays. So it all worked out. Our Charles here with us on this very special Christmas Eve edition of Around the Diamond on CKDJ 1079. Uh, I'm your host, Diamond Dante, alongside is uh, Adron Chambers, mm-hmm. played in the major leagues for three seasons. You speak about being drafted again uh, for a second time and then being drafted a third time. What was the difference between you know being drafted by the Royals and playing one more season at Bakersfield and then finally getting picked by the Jays and signing in 2010? What kind of went through in those you know later two years in college at Bakersfield? Being drafted the year that I was drafted by the Royals, I was prepared. I was I was ready to go. Okay. I knew I knew what I wanted to do. Uh, I knew where I wanted to go. Uh, I felt like I was mentally mature enough. I was physically mature enough. I felt like everything was 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 ready, <clears throat> and I was ready to make my professional career you know start up that year. But I mean, there's little things that didn't work out just as far as like uh, you know contract things and. And, um, you know, the amount, amount of uh, money that they had free and available, it just kind of didn't work out. And, um, you know, just other, other little things within the contract. So instead of me signing that year, I wasn't able to, uh, to get it all worked out and get out there and start playing and whatnot. So I just decided, like, you know, uh, I'm just going to go back for one more year. Obviously, being drafted, you know, isn't – there's no there's no promise that you're going to be drafted. So again, it was another tough decision, but <laughs> it was it was one of those things that I felt like was good for me and I went back another year, polished up a little bit more and became a little bit better of a player and you know, I was taken again in the uh, 20th round to the Jays and I told myself, I don't really, I don't care really what happens. I know I want to play. Yeah. So I'm going to sign, you know, regardless of of anything. So I was able to get, go out there and uh, get something that worked for me, and and I signed, and and everything is, you know, everything panned out the way it did, and I'm happy and wouldn't change anything about how it went, you know. So I played with the Blue Jays and then was traded and to the Phillies, okay. and appreciate all the, you know, obviously, obviously everything they've taught me in both organizations are great organizations as well. And I'm, and I want you to take this the right way, just because yeah. I want to get more information about. Uh, you know, you going through high, uh, uh, the college period and, and saying, okay, I, I want to go back to school because a person like me, you know, I can't, I went to Pensacola Junior College right after my football career. And soon as they, you know, made the, the, the availability of you can come play baseball, I jumped on it. You know what I'm saying? I was ready to play. I always felt like I, can, I could play and be there. So I just really mm-hmm. want to ask you, what, was it was – it, uh, 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 nervousness or I mean because you know I look at you at first base now you know just playing against you here in uh, Canada is like you know you 6'6 six, six, you know what I'm saying you's a big old boy I don't know if you were that big back then you know so it was like what, is, what, are, what are you waiting on you know what I'm saying what's what's holding you back from getting you know what I'm saying to, I mean you you 6'6 six, six, brother you know what I'm saying I don't even know how to explain yeah. that you know what I'm saying maybe yeah. you can just a little bit for, 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 for me at least you know yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I knew I knew I wanted to play, but it was just I felt like I needed to 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 get better as a player. Like I I chose to go the the, the junior college route because I wanted to play. You know, it wasn't because you know I, I could have went to a four year college, yeah. but I wanted to get out and play with the potential to be able to be drafted again the very next year, and I wanted to set myself up for that so I could I'd have to wait three years to sign. I wanted to sign, you know, as soon as possible. So I knew I wanted to play. I knew that it wasn't. 
you know, it wasn't that I was scared or nervous or timid about it. I just felt like I just wasn't ready at the time. And but since I wasn't ready at that time, I knew I would be ready, you know, soon. I didn't want to have to wait three years in order to make that decision. What, so baseball is, is, is uh, I mean, for me, it's very, very fun. Don't get me wrong. I heard, yeah. I heard Kobe Bryant say this one time, too, though. He said you got to be able to separate the business, you know, of the game of basketball and what's going on at home. You know what I'm saying? Real mm -hmm. life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why it, it seemed like to me you just you really enjoy what you do. You know what I mean? And and that's why I would ask. You know what I mean? That's the only I mean, not saying that you made a bad choice because obviously this, that's your life. You got to live, you know. I just yeah. wanted to, you know, you know about it because you, um, you hear a lot of guys doing that. You hear a lot of guys uh, saying, "I'm gonna wait another year," and not knowing, you know, you can get hurt. You never know what the situation. Exactly. Is. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I felt like uh, your, your, you know, what I'm saying advice on that kind of that subject where they were. I, I find it quite interesting. Just become going back to it. You six six man. Goodness. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but appreciate that, man. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, this is definitely a, a, a gift that God's given me. You know, He's yeah. given me a big body, <laughs> and I'm, I'm able to well, hey, able to just like I, I. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? For real, everybody yeah. ain't able Dante to be six six. You know, what I'm, I'm not saying? six six exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, exactly. But and, and I mean, with that, because with that, I also knew that you know I would have I would have another opportunity because. I was already a tall dude, and I knew that once I started to build, I knew that once I started to build muscle and to get better as a player, I knew that that would definitely help me as well at first base because teams look for that; they look for left-handed power. Yeah. So um, it was definitely something that I mean, I, I thought about everything, and I felt like that was just the best route for me. You know, it wasn't necessarily that I couldn't have done it at 17 coming out of high school, but it was it was one thing that I was just like, you know what? I feel like it'd just be better for me to wait, mature a little bit more. Um, physically and mentally and prepare myself for this next year of possibly getting drafted and, um, you know, making that move in that, in that step in my life. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our Charles will still be with us on Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 1079. This time, Adron Chambers, who played in the major leagues for three seasons with the St. Louis Cardinals and won a World Series, also played in AAA with the Toronto Blue Jays, is going to ask Art Charles about his time in the Toronto Blue Jays system. You don't want to tune out for that because he's going to tell you about some of the current Blue Jays that he had a chance to play with. Aaron Sanchez, Roberto Osuna, Kevin Plar. That's coming up next on the special Christmas Eve edition of Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Hey, this is Milwaukee Brewers' Art Charles, and you're listening to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Welcome back to the Christmas Eve edition of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. I'm your host, Diamond Dante. Once again, to my right is Adron Chambers, and of course, Adron Chambers played in the Toronto Blue Jays system in AAA with the Buffalo Bisons, and we'll take it away from here. Okay, the Blue Jays. Uh, okay, Aaron Sanchez, Kevin Pillar, Dalton Pompey, uh, Roberto Osuna. You all play. You played with all of those guys. Yeah, Noah, leagues, right? Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, Noah Syndergaard. A whole bunch of a whole bunch of guys that's been in the big that are in the big leagues now. Okay, or that have been there. And okay, so what would you say being played with them nine and then 
and seeing what's going on now, how successful they, they are, where they are now. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the difference that you see in Kevin Pillar when you see him on TV? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and what was it, 2010? Because you, you already know all of those guys are playing very, very, very well uh, in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for one, I mean, you can just tell when they get on the field, they have a presence. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm going to be honest with you. Kevin Pillar, when I played with him in, you know, in short season A, Wow. He's he's always had he's always had that presence, you know. He's always made those crazy plays you see him making, you know. <laughs> he's always he's always been diving all over the floor. He's a grinder, he's a gamer, you know. Ironically, he's always been you, that way. Ironically, you say that I played with him in Buffalo and man, he just was not going to be denied. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Everything, exactly. his walk, his talk, everything about him was I'm Kevin Pillar, I'm in the building. I liked it. Exactly. And and it went from from Doing community service with him, you know, oh, yeah. at, at at uh, you know, in during that season, going to to stores and and you know, helping people with their groceries and stuff, and what we were and different other little things we did, to you know, preparation for the game and you know, going out there and doing it, you know, and I feel like his, his, his he's always had that presence, you know, of knowing and grinding because, you know, he didn't go to some big time, you know, D one school and. Yeah you know, get everything, he's he's had to grind. So, you know, I've always respected that part, you know, about him and his game because he's always he's always been that way, man. Like he's just been a grinder, you know. As far as, you know, the other guys that you mentioned, you know, Aaron Sanchez, Osuna, I feel like they've always had good stuff. But now you see him pitching in the big leagues mm-hmm. and you could just tell on their face, you know, the, the way they carry themselves, their mental – you know, it, everything just shows right there. Like, hey, I'm yeah. out here. I'm getting it done. You're not getting a hit, you know, and I'm the bad man out here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's and, and that's something, something that you can tell the change in as well. It's just from seeing them pitch in in, in the, you know, the, the low leagues, or the, the rookie balls, the short seasons, to now it's just their whole presence on the mound is – has changed, you know, how they carry themselves in the dugout preparation before they pitch. It's all, it's all changed. And that you can tell they've matured as baseball players and they've come within their own. That's right. Over time, over time, things like that happen. Uh, and, yeah. and, and you show right. They, they all have presence, man. And, uh, they are showing it in Toronto right now because they are oh, yeah. well, it, well, you're speaking about uh, a bulldog <laughs> mentality not... with, you know, Pilar and, and Osuna, if you could, if you could say it that way. Chambers, remember you were saying, you know, this cat's throwing a, a hundred miles an hour with no problem, and that's Osuna, right? right? You know what I mean? And at yep. 17 years old, did he have this, you know, the type of stuff that you saw in, in translating it over to today? Well, let me tell you, at 17, he was throwing 96. Like, wow, <laughs> it was the craziest thing, you know. But he he's always had a good changeup and good good secondary pitches and a good idea of what he was doing on the mound. So that's helped him. He's had more of a mature mindset, you know, from the beginning of his career. Obviously, he's he was young, you know, so he had things to learn. But he's he's always he's always been a competitor, you know. Since then, and didn't take long. Exactly, he he was a, he was an ace for us when we won in uh, the championship in 2012 in the Northwest League. Oh yeah, and and um, he just continued to get better and, and brighter as a pitcher from there, you know. And then you know, moving from from pitching to hitting or back to hitting, you got you know Dalton Pompey who. He was a switch hitter, you know, 
had some had some injuries early in his career. You know, when we played together, they kind of held him back a little bit. But in his uh, you know low A you know season, he got a full season and he was an All Star. And so I mean that, that guy, he grinds as well. You know, Toronto's yeah. own, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he just I mean he's continued to grind and to continue to get better. You know, work on his speed. He's worked on his consistency. And all that stuff has had a lot to do with his success. So that Joker show can run, boy. I'm talking about, yeah. boy, he is yeah. still in a heartbeat. I'm talking about <laughs> just go. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. for real. We had rain. His brother plays too. He pulls his brother. His brother is uh, he plays Tristan, uh, Tristan Pompey. He played with. Yeah, he's Kentucky. younger than him. Oh, My age. Nice outfielder. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Both can run. I mean, he can run too. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Faster. I mean, every, they always oh. say that the younger brother yeah, is fast. You know that that's how they did Michael Vick and his brother over there in Virginia. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. I'm always, it's, it's, I always hey, been fast. Listen, listen to brothers. this. Listen to this. Uh, Tristan Pompey uh, played on the Canadian Junior National Team with um, Lachlan Fontaine, who's the third baseman for the Quebec Capitals, and he also played with a guy that I played against in high school named Demi Ormoloy, who's from the Ottawa area. And you have, you might actually see him at Dingers, but. I know who I did see at Dingers a couple of days ago. Who? You. Yes, I was there. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, hey, <laughs> let me tell you. AC. <sighs> my God. AC. Yeah. We got to do some work on my man over here, man. I, he wants to do it, though. You know, you know what I'm saying? He wants to do you, it. Just yeah. like the show. He wants to do it, but you at You pushed me time, up. I got cuts from you, bro. I, I got scars on my hands. Hey, you got it. When you're going through war, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it ain't no easy ride. It ain't no easy. Right exactly, now. baby. You, you, when you get in them gates over there, when you <laughs> come, get in between them lines, you, you said you want me to know. come in, and I you said you already oh, no know what happens when you get in between them foul lines, man. Anything. Uh, yeah, man. man. When you get in between baseball, those lines, there's baby. no rules. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> no rules. You can't ram the you it can't ram baseball. the catcher anymore. You can't even slide into second base anymore. Ba- You're talking about no rules. I feel rules. you. It's, it's happening, but at the same time, it's still baseball. You pitch it, I gotta hit it. I gotta catch it. See that's the that's exactly. the problem that's the problem with people talking about uh, steroids with Barry Bonds. Anyways, um, exactly. So we're talking about Canada right now, and that's a perfect segue to this. Of course, to reintro the show, we're talking with Art Charles, who was just signed out of the Rule Five dra- draft with the Milwaukee Brewers, played in the Can-Am League uh, last season, and played on the same turf that uh, that uh, I guess we walked on in the, uh, the RCGT Park in Ottawa. Now. And you had the chance to play in Canada this year, but your first season in Canada in Vancouver in 2012. Now you're from California, and my assumption is that you probably didn't know too much about the country. And yeah, I, acro- I didn't know. Yeah, across Canada, uh, Vancouver is the Vancouver Canadians itself. That team is is known as, as such a historic franchise uh, in terms of uh, where they're located because. They've been there forever. They haven't moved. You know, you look at all the other Canadian teams like Ottawa and, for example, Quebec City. They've always had trouble uh, keeping the fan base and, and, and moving around. Vancouver's always been there. So what was it like to play for, for such a, uh, you know, historic ballpark and, and such passionate fans over in Vancouver and talk about the city as well? Oh, I mean, well, first of all, the city was amazing, you know. Um, and to be able to play in in, in, in the NAC was, was, was amazing as well. Like you said, the fans, everybody's engaged. Everyone loves baseball. Really? The staff, oh, everybody, yeah. man, everyone, everyone up. treated you. We need to everyone bring that to Ottawa, man. Most respect. Yeah. Sorry, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry, Doc. Keep no, going. It's, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, everyone treated you with the utmost respect, and and I actually had a host family when I stayed there. Oh. Um, my host mom, Carol Irving, give her a little shout out to her real quick. No nice. doubt, uh, no doubt. What's going great, on? Great, great family. You know, they took care of us. They made sure that we had everything we needed. 
And my experience in Vancouver was was a great one, and I would definitely love to go back sometime um, and visit with the people I met, but also just to, to be able to go back to the NAC and, uh, you know, just appreciate that a little bit more. But like you said, I mean, there's a lot of history there. We actually were part of the uh, the run where we won three championships right. in a row. Yep. No, but um, to, for us, to, for the Blue Jays to just move there and win it three times in a row was huge for us. I know we all were pumped about it in spring training and moving forward in our careers past, you know, Nat Bailey Stadium and, and playing for the Canadians. But it was it was amazing. I, I loved it. Like I said, I loved it there. The the staff, everyone treated us really well. It was it was it was great. I can't say much more about it besides the fact that I loved it. <laughs> now, now the thing is, uh, Art, is that uh, my dad's from Vancouver. He's from you know he's he grew up watching this team play. So I've known about this team for for such a long time, and I've known that it's such a historic team. It was actually funny because first day of the season, I looked. Uh, I was broadcasting opening day. You were playing first base, and I looked and I said, "Oh, this guy played for the Vancouver Canadians. You know, this must be pretty cool." And you know, look at this. So many months later, I actually finally get to ask you about it, which it's nice to hear your experience about that. But I want to move over to your time with the Phillies. You had mentioned before that you had got traded from the Blue Jays over to the Phillies and reached as high as Double A. Now, in 2014, you had a breakout season in High A. You hit 19 home runs, 63 RBIs. Of course, the average uh, wasn't as high as it was this year at 353. You hit 220, but and then. Once you got moved up to Double A in 2015, did you feel that it was the pressure? Because Adron talks about it quite a bit. It, it's it's you know pressure can bust pipes. So was it the mm-hmm. pressure of going to Double A and and not having as good as a year as you did in 2014 that kind of you know almost declined and made you come over to the Can Am League or what was it in Double A? Um. Well, I mean, like you said, I, I had a, a pretty good year in 2014, um, but I knew I can do better. You know, obviously the average part of it, and I knew that. All I got to do is put the, the bat on the ball. It sounds easy. It sounds simple. But all I had to do is put the bat on the ball a little bit more. And I'm going to have more home runs, more RBIs, and a better average. You know, I wanted to make sure that I cut down the strikeouts and, and was able to do that whole thing. But um, going into the to the double-A season, um, I started off really well. Um, I was hitting, I think the highest I got up to was four, I was hitting 400. Yeah. Like the four, first month and a half or something like that of the season. And then after that, it just just kind of went down downhill a little bit. But it was mainly because uh, – uh, it was mainly because um, I just – I don't know. I felt like I got so high up and caught up with doing everything. I feel like as a ball player, you got to stay pretty, you know, in the middle. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. You got to just ride it out. You know what I'm saying? Ride that wave. And I feel like I just – with with certain things, I just kind of got a little bit ahead of myself, you know, and I just needed to, to bring myself down and, and get back to just competing instead of putting that pressure on myself because I started off doing so well. Hey, but, um, hey uh, I did, my bad. I don't mean to, to, to interrupt you. I, I didn't know you was going to keep on going right there. But it, not to get off subject, it sounded like a door just closed over there. It sounded like you were at a at a desk or at an office or something like that. Sounded like a boss, didn't it? He was like, "Yeah, hold on, hold on." I'm saying like, "Hold on, 
Let me, I'll get that in a minute. Hold on. Get back with me. You know what I'm saying? That was some boss stuff. You ain't got to tell me about it, but I heard yeah, it. Yeah, no. Ask you, dog. <laughs> yeah, that was my little brother. My little brother came in. I was oh, like, oh, that's what's happening. Oh, for sure, for yeah, sure. He played brother, ball you know, too? Aaron, Aaron Charles, he's a 18 year old. He's oh, over man. at uh, Cal State Bakersfield D. D1, and he, oh. about to, he about to do big things. I'm talking about doing this thing. That's how it works, just like that, Hey, baby. he's the same, yeah. almost the same age as me. Oh, I'm 19. A, but you ain't no football player, no baseball so player, what? no basketball player. You right. I you can so drop what? the three, bro. You right. You got the best. Hey, he's on his own grind over here. You know, Already. He's trying to do it. Doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Give him our regards. Yeah. How about that? For sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I told him, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be with you in a little bit. You know, I'm handling my business right now. Already. But, uh... <laughs> Already. Tell him he just made this show that much better, just yeah, like that. You're right about oh, that. Yeah. We're going to have to cut off our Charles as we will uh, have him on for our next segment. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, our Charles will talk about coming over to the Can-Am League and his mentality coming into the uh, his first Can-Am League season of indie ball and probably his last as he's been just pick- picked up Uh, by the Milwaukee Brewers in the Rule 5 draft. He will be on the 40-man roster and will be in AAA at the very least next season. We could possibly see him in the big leagues. You're going to want to stay tuned for that coming in our third segment of Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Hey, this is Milwaukee Brewers' Art Charles, and you're listening to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Hey, this is the Ottawa Champions pitcher Daniel Cordero. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. One thing that would make this show 10 times better as Art Charles is joining us here on Around the Diamond was picked up by the Brewers in the Rule 5 draft and played with the uh, the New Jersey Jackals last season. And, and we're pretty much at that point, Art. In 2016, you moved over to the Jackals and in the independent leagues. And did you have any offers in that offseason from any other organizations or did you feel this was the only place to go? And what did you like the most about Indy Ball coming straight over from the Meyer League system? And, and what made you want to sign with the Jackals? Um, well, I had actually, I had actually had other calls um, from other teams as well, not affiliated teams, but okay. independent ball teams. So I knew that independent ball was something that I, I knew I wanted to play because I had more to give to the game. You know, I felt like I wasn't done yet, and that I needed, I needed to get a, a real opportunity to get those at bats and to to be able to compete and, and do my thing a little bit. You know, with a little bit of free reign, and I knew, I, I knew I would have a good season. You know, I knew I wanted to do that, so. I had talked to a couple teams. Joe had actually called me from the Jackals yeah. and um, made me an offer. And I was just kind of weighing it a little bit. And I, and I was like, well, I don't I don't know much about the indie leagues, you know. But I knew I wanted to play baseball, period. Yeah. So I, I ended up signing to a team um, in Laredo, actually, in the American Association. Oh, yeah. You know, and I told uh, Joe, like, I told all, all the teams that had contacted me, you know, and had showed interest. I basically told them, you know, thank you, but this is the route that I am going. And, uh, you know, if we cross paths, then, you know, I'll definitely say what's up because I appreciate you guys' interest, you know, and, and wanting to give me another chance. So um, I was signed with them for about a month, and then I got a phone call saying that I had been traded. <laughs> so, so I went from the American Association to the Can-Am League. And it actually was to to Joe to Joe's team with the Jackals, and I was like, and I felt comfortable talking to Joe. Just there's just other little things that kind of worked out, and I and I had thought about it a little bit more that I wanted to go to Laredo, and to come to find out, like I mean, 
it was like God was like, no, this ain't where you're supposed to be. That's you're supposed tough. to be over here, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so he got that whole thing switched up for me, you know, and I was able to go out there and put together a pretty good season, you know, thanks to Joe and my teammates and, you know, our, our other coaches as well. And your hard work. Well, that that's where also, you know, being released kind of opened my eyes a little bit to it, you know, like – I knew that I had more to give to the game, obviously, yeah. you know, and I, and I, I've always enjoyed playing baseball always. Mm-hmm. Like there was a time when I was younger, where I was like, man, like I'm kind of tired of this, yeah. but I've always enjoyed it. I've had fun with it, you know, and I felt like I wasn't having fun that much anymore. It was more like you said, I didn't, I didn't separate the business from the fun. You, you know? gotta had a joy on the inside <laughs> of you, man. Yeah, you gotta exactly. have a joy on the inside of you, though. I tell you the secret right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Meditation. <laughs> oh. I'm talking about meditation. I know a lot of people laugh when I say that, this man. This is but the our uh, Charles show. You right? gotta yeah. know what. You gotta know that. You know what I'm saying, dog? You you yeah. just got picked up by the Brewers, man. You know what I'm saying? You you they expecting yeah. you to come over and be that a ball, 19 home run player plus mo. You know what I mean? Yeah. They ain't they ain't they ain't call you to come over there and be what you used to be. They called you to yeah. see, you know what I'm saying, these numbers that you just put up. You know well, what I mean? I mean so Art Charles joining us here on Around the Diamond was just picked up by the Milwaukee Brewers. Before that was picked up by the Reds. And we still haven't even got to the part that you were Can Am League Player yeah, of the Year. Yeah. Player of the Year. Now now let that you've probably had time to let it sink in, but just kinda you take see how do you see why the Brewers picked you up? That, just, <laughs> just 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 take this in right now. Can-Am League Player of the Year, and I'm just going to list off these numbers. 352, 29 home runs, 103 RBIs, and only 96 ball games that you had played in. Now, if you ask me, you're an RBI per game. In the last month of the last few weeks of the season, you just went off, and you had, you know, you had won the Triple Crown, but you also had the best offensive season out of any player to ever come through this league in 2016. Tell us about that season, and what was the difference between coming over to the Jackals and having such an amazing breakout season from years past? Um, really, uh, I just, I mean, I got to give, give it up to God too, you know, just cause without him, nothing would be possible, you know, and he kept, I prayed on, I prayed on certain things just because when I was released, I was like, man, like, I know I can get another, if I get another chance, I know that I can display these gifts you've given me, you know, and, and I thank him for allowing me to go out there and do that. But, um, it, it all, it really all started after I got released, to be honest, I told myself, I'm going to prepare myself to the best of my ability. I'm about to get in that gym. I'm about to <laughs> I'm about to do these agilities. I'm about to do it whatever it takes for me to be able to go out there and 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 kill it this year because I know that I have well, I know what I bring to the table. I know what I can do and I ha- I know I haven't done it yet. So it took it took it's sad to say but it took that it took that time for me from me being released to 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 realize that, you know, and to have that hunger and to go out there and do it. So, you know, it all started in the off season, but yeah. just getting to spring training with the Jackals and 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 doing and doing like, you know, all the all the work and whatnot, I just I told myself, hey, this I told Joe actually, and uh I know the the chant the Ottawa team won, but I told Joe because he had gotten to the finals like X amount of years before that. I told yeah. Joe, we're gonna get there and we're gonna win it this time. <laughs> but and unfortunately we got the the champions gave us uh gave us problems the whole year now just before we go of course in this offseason you were ranked number two prospect out of all of indie ball now that's atlantic league american association can-am league uh frontier league the list goes on and on you were ranked number two out of all those guys 
Now, I look at the list. I think you should have been ranked number one because I looked at the guy rank, ranked number one. He's a pitcher. I don't see too much of him. But anyways, you were signed by the Reds, and you were, you were supposed to go to AAA with them. Then you were picked up in the Rule 5 draft by the Milwaukee Brewers. So does that mean that you're on the 40-man roster, or and what's going to happen? Do you go to big league spring training? And tell us about your experience You know, preparing in this offseason to maybe try to make the major leagues or even AAA going forward. Honestly, the whole thing was a, it was it was crazy. You know, this is the first time I feel like I've been through I've been through a little bit of everything. You know, as far as the business part of it, I've been through the trade. I got released. Yeah, got picked back up. That's <laughs> true. And then the rule five. All draft, you need you know? now is that million dollar contract, baby. It's coming. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. It's just all you know part of that plan. But like you said, I've been through all that that all that thing. I, I went to Mexico, played winter ball. Right. While I was in Mexico, I signed with the Reds. Um, the actually was, I was actually talking to the Brewers, the Reds and the Marlins, you know, the most, and I decided that the Reds were, you know, the way I was going to go with it. And, um, I get back home, you know, I'm a red, I'm excited. Um, you know, just like, Hey, I'm gonna take some time off before I get into this training, you know, yep. give my body a little bit of a rest. And then <laughs> it's funny because, uh, when the whole thing happened with the rule five draft, I didn't know anything about it because, I had stayed up a little late the night before and I was knocked I was knocked out. Like just passed out, knocked out, you know, sleeping. So my dad <laughs> um meanwhile my, I turned my ringer off and everything cuz I was like, man, I'm actually going to get some sleep this time because for some reason everybody hits me up at like 6 in the morning all my friends and I'm like, dude, like you going to work but I'm trying to get this sleep, you know. So <laughs> hey, this is my off season. I'm not training yet, so I'm not up early. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get some of this rest, let this body rest a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm turning my ringer off, everything. And I decided to do that for some reason on the wrong day because that's the day I got, you know, taken to the Rule 5 draft. So my dad comes in, and, and I guess one of his friends called him, who, like, follows it really well. He's an old coach of mine and a really good friend of the family. And he tells my dad about the whole situation. My dad comes to my room, wakes me up, like, hey, like, are you with the Brewers now? And I'm like, what? You know, I was like, he's like, look at your phone. And I was like, okay. So I looked at my phone, and I had missed calls, text messages, voicemails. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I should probably call these people back. <laughs> so I called them all back, and, uh, you know, I was informed about the Rule 5 uh, draft and whatnot. And... <laughs> What I guess what had happened, from my understanding, is that the Reds had put me on their double-A roster. Okay. Which, um, if someone wanted to take me in the Rule 5 draft, they'd have to put me on their triple-A roster. Okay. So, what happened is, uh, you know, obviously, since I was on the double-A roster with them, they were able to take me, the Brewers were able to pick me up and put me on their triple-A roster. So, I'm not on the 40-man by being taken in that in that draft because it's a minor league rule five, not the major league rule five. If I would have been in, if I'd have been in AAA, then it would have been. If I'd have been through in AAA, then um, it would have been a, a major league rule five because they would have had to put me in the big leagues. So. So you're going to spring, big league spring training? Is that right? Um, I don't know for sure yet. I just know that. Uh, I just know because they they're gonna call me. They're gonna call me within like a, another week or something, or, or a week and a half, and uh, they're going to let me know all the other information about spring training. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking I will at some point end up in, in the big league spring, spring training, but I don't, I don't know anything about it yet. They haven't given me that information. Well, 
Well, congratulations to you anyway, man. And, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, I really hope that, you know, everything, not, I'm trying to make sure I say the right things right now because, you know, you, you are a phenomenal first baseman baseball player. You know what I mean? You can hit, you can, you know, run, you can, you know what I'm saying, feel, you can do everything that's needed to play baseball. And, you know Thank what I mean? Whatever happened before, forget about it. You know, let it let it come from within. Dog. Keep going forward. Yeah, man. Let it come from within. Be patient with yourself first. Be honest, and go out there and just ball ball the hell out. You know what I'm saying? This I'm talking about. Just go off on the train that ain't nobody. Can't nobody be AC, the Art Charles of the show. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody be yeah. you, dog. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, definitely. Can't nobody be Art Charles. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah. Dante over here hating, man. Hey, it ain't what happened, baby. It's how you deal with it. There you yeah. have it. There you have it. Art Charles uh, just picked up by the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll see him in spring training, and we'll see what he uh, can do going into this this season, maybe in double-A AA or triple-A. We'll be keeping a close eye on you, Art. Best of luck along the, the way. And uh, it was fun seeing you hit in the Can-Am League. And uh, I hope uh, your brother has a good career as well. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, go Jackals. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, well, now, well, now, go, go Brewers now. But, uh, yeah, no, thank you. Thanks again, man, for having me on. It's been, it's been cool talking to you guys. And it's been, uh, you know, an honor to be on the show. Hey, this is Tyler Wilson from the Ottawa Champions, and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome back to episode 41 of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. I'm your host, Diamond Dante. You are listening to a very special Christmas Eve edition of Around the Diamond. Before, we were talking with Milwaukee Brewers' Art Charles, who played in the uh, the New Jersey Jackals uh, team last year and actually had came across Ottawa, hit 29 home runs, uh, hit 353 as well, 103 RBIs. And the man who actually had the chance to pitch against Art Charles. Tyler Wilson joins us, Ottawa Champions closer here on Around the Diamond <laughs> with our co-host, Adron Chambers, who uh, World Series champion in 2011. Uh, before you know, beginning his career in indie ball, Wilson was originally drafted by the Boston Red Sox in uh, 2008 in the 13th round and has since then played in the Can-Am League going back to 2013 with Trois Rivières, Sussex, and now Ottawa. Tyler, welcome to the show. Long time no talk. What's happening? I know, man. It's been it's been too long, Dante and Adrian. What's happening, man? How you doing, man? How you living? You know, is, is, you said it was cold in Georgia, right? Like, what you doing? Wearing three jackets, two jackets, no jackets. What? What's going on? Uh, it just depends what time of the day it is. Midday, it's it's probably in the mid fifties, so it's not too bad. But if you go anywhere at night, you gotta wear a you gotta wear a heavy jacket. <laughs> now, you know, now, how's your mother? How's how's Pam? Oh, oh you, Pamela! You know, you know, you know she's Pamela? doing well. Oh yeah, uh, me. We go back. She always tweets at me during the game. She always really? just tweet. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she's she's a big Dante fan. Yeah. Uh, she's doing well. She's, oh, that's uh, what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, Dante. She, I'm, she's too, still uh, teaching a little bit. Oh no way. Yeah. yeah, she's still teaching on the side a little bit, enjoying life, playing tennis. She's retired. Yep. Oh man, that's player. Right yeah, there. it was someone else in the a, family. I have an aunt. I have a a brother. I forget who it was, but there was, uh, you know, your whole family, they said like the whole family, she, she she messaged me one time and she said the whole family was listening to the game and they, they said great job and everything like that. I just, I was trying to remember who it was. Well, they, might have, they might have had it over at my uncle's house. Uh, yeah, to it. that's what it probably was. But um, 
Tyler, I want to go start off at the beginning of your career. Of course, we've talked a lot during the season, and we've played your clips on the show from uh, when you had interviewed Daniel Cordero, and we did all the fun bits over at the stadium and such like that. But, I mean, I want to go into a serious side of things and ask you about your career uh, itself. You were drafted by the Red Sox in the 13th round, you know, out of uh, out of high school it was, right? Is that correct in, in Georgia? Yep, so, out of Armarchy High School in Georgia. So right, right at out. Right at Arm, yeah, exactly. There's a shout out. Um, right at Armerchi High School uh, in 2008, at the 13th round. Did you have any college offers at that point? I know I always ask a lot of the guys that come on this show. And what made you want to go right into the minor league system right out of high school? Uh, after my junior year uh, or my junior season, I signed with Kennesaw State. So I kind of I signed kind of early. Uh, you know, I didn't really. So my senior year, like I didn't really have to worry about college. Uh, they were going to let me be in the starting staff. I was going to be the third starter behind two guys that actually went in the first round that next year. Um, you know, they, I don't know, I really liked the the recruiter, my coach, uh, Ryan Coe. So, I, I don't know, I kind of joined early with them so I could really concentrate my senior year. And I, mean, I always knew I wanted to play, you know, professional baseball but I mean I, I don't know I was a really late bloomer you know I really hit my growth spurt I think kind of I hit a big growth spurt my sophomore year I went from 5'9 my freshman year to 6'1 my sophomore year wow and then 6'5 my sophomore year to junior year I, I grew I grew to more I grew to like 6'4 and then like kind of my senior year I, mean, I just really started you know, my, I started filling out more, and it's just everything started clicking. So it's just kind of like, uh, you know, it's just it was kind of surprised, you know, how quick the the my uh, I guess professional teams are looking at me. So I mean, I had more team, I had more professional looks and college looks. And, and you speak about getting all those college looks. That's Tyler Wilson here for us on Around the Diamond, talking about his career was the closer for the Ottawa Champions last season. Before that, had started a little bit and had also. Uh, relieved a little bit uh, in the champions' first season, of course, when you had moved over from Sussex. Uh, but you, you talk about all that. Once you got into the Red Sox system, what was it that really you know, gr- grew your game? Because you talk about uh, getting a late growth spurt. Did you kind of take that height factor into account, knowing that you, know, you were throwing on a downwards plane at 6'5 and had you know, that good fastball? Uh, yeah. I mean, really, the main thing they taught you, you were the Red Sox, is to really establish your fastball, that pitch off your fastball. And I just think that's really stuck with me today. You know, really, I mean, if you can dominate with your fastball, I mean, I mean, you have several pitches off your fastball. You can go up, you can go low, you can go in, you can go out. And it's just so many, so many things you can do with it. You know, and and you can you can pitch backwards with it as well if you can have a good secondary pitch. So I mean, it's just fastball is really crucial, uh, especially if you can if you can elevate on command. Is is that how is that how you uh kind of picture the pitching game uh to be is is fastball? I'm gonna dominate with my fastball, or is that something like you said the Boston that Boston taught you when you came over to the organization? Yeah, they just really preach you know first pitch strikes, and so obviously it's a lot easier to you know throw a first pitch fastball for a strike. You know, uh, as a starter, it's I think it's more it's more crucial, you know, the first couple innings establish your fastball so you so you can really start to use your off speed 
your uh, your secondary pitches because the more the more in tune you get with your fastball, you know your your breaking ball stuff looks even better if you're really locating. If you're not really locating, you know if you're not locating that lower half, you really can't throw that that strikeout pitch with your curveball in the dirt because they're not going to chase it because they haven't they haven't seen that pitch at the knees. But if you can really if you can really live at the knees and then work off your secondary stuff, that's when you really can get those strikeouts in the dirt, or or you can really elevate and you're changing eye levels. That's okay. That's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Because I because <clears throat> I had to ask that because you you know what I'm saying you got a fastball, a real good fastball, and it's just you know you hear it coming through. You know what I'm saying? The minor leagues and, 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 and you know, when I was watching, I always thought pitching was very easy. I pitched in high school. I had a curveball, slider, knuckleball, too. But, what? you know what I mean? Yeah, I had a knuckleball because it was a good one, too. I called it the knuckle curve. Okay. But, but it was a knuckleball. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm saying that because, you know, I, <clears throat> a lot of times I think the, the – Pitchers let things get over dramatic a lot of time, but it's because things are so dramatic. You got the ball, you the the, the operator, you and that catcher, the operator of the of the game, the floor of the game. What's going on? Everything is based off of you. Whether it's the fans looking, the peanut man throwing the peanuts, everything is operated off of the pitcher and the catcher. And I think we put so much emphasis on you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 and just in life in general of doing what other people. Think instead of just going out there and and being determined. Uh, uh, I remember Dennis Martinez used to say that all the time to me. Dennis used to always say, "You gotta have conviction." You know what I'm saying? You gotta believe in the pitch that you're throwing or in the swing that you're swinging. You gotta, with all your might, this one is that. That's the one. You know what I mean? So I think it's very important and, and knowing the type of guy that you are and uh, pl- being played with you uh, here in Ottawa. You know what I'm saying? I kind of see that as being, you know, true to what you're saying because you are a pitcher off your fastball. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, uh, I just think that, um, I mean, the more, the more you do that, I mean, the more I pitch as a reliever, it, it comes even more true. I just feel as a, as a reliever, reliever or a closer, you just don't really have time to, to dabble with, you know, your secondary stuff. You know, you just trying to. I mean, because you got to go in there. It's the ninth inning, or even if you're a setup guy, it, these are close. I mean, you're in there as close games. Yeah. You don't have time. You don't have time to, you know, uh, test the waters. You got to go in there, and you got to throw what you know is going to dominate, or you're going to you're going to have to throw what you know you can compete with. Then work. I mean, then you can go their secondary once you've shown that, you know, you can establish that fastball, and plus, you know, if you do have an overpowering fastball. You know, it's kind of hard to throw a changeup, you know, when they haven't seen your fastball that much as a closer or I mean, even a short reliever because a, a changeup is basically you're pitching off your fastball. It's supposed to be – it should be – I mean, if you go and throw a changeup, oh, and they haven't seen your fastball, it just looks like a slow fastball. Hey, listen, Tyler, you're preaching to the choir right here. Um, this is Tyler oh, yeah. Wilson joining us here on Around the Diamond, talking about his career – and talking about, um, I guess you could say pitching mechanics, I guess, and mm-hmm. you know the the way you pitch. Now, for me, the way I see things, I, I love watching you play, and I'm sounding like Adron here complimenting you, but I I like watching you play. The reason yeah, is, man. it's because you use that fastball. You know what I mean? I remember there was the, you came into a game with the Ottawa Champions, bases loaded, Quebec Capitals. I don't know if you were on the team. You might have been at that point, Adron. Um, and you got two strikeouts and then a line out to Albert Cartwright. I was calling that game, 
And when you came in to bail out, it was it was Miles Moeller, I think it was. And, uh, and Josh Josh Blanco. Blanco, right? That's what it was. It was bases loaded. We were in a really, really, really tight ball game, and you used, you threw a slider twice. I think you might have uh, threw a changeup maybe once, but it was all fastball, high, high, high fastball, high fastball. You were getting, and then you finally threw that one uh, slider in there and got Max Tissenbaum to swing right under it. It was in the dirt. It was an excellent pitch, by the way. But I just loved watching that that right there because you kept going with the fastball. You were just pounding the strike zone, just bam, 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 and I thought that. You know, that's the way you're supposed to pitch is use that fastball. And I really liked how you did that. So uh, you're preaching the to the choir right here, <laughs> uh, Tyler, because I think that's the way you're supposed to pitch. Yeah. That's, I mean, I just feel like that's that's kind of the kind of cardinal rule of pitching. The cardinal you know, rule. Is it, you know I mean? Where'd you get that? The cardinal rule. I like it's it. just, I don't know. That's just, that's just how, I mean, that's just, I guess, the evolution of the game, you know, is I mean the more the I mean the later the, the later uh, times in baseball you have more power arms. Well, well, I, I, and I guess I can I can we can also say that it's the game is also based on you know working around something. So if you got a pitch that you can work because I, I know a lot of guys that work off their curveballs, you know what I'm saying? But it's fastball for me. But at the same time, you have more guys that work off their fastball. So throwing a curveball is like. It's like the, the the Greg Maddox's of the world, you know. So you only gonna see, you know, a few guys that be able to throw ninety miles per hour, move it like he did, have so much command and not be overpowering, like you said, because there's so many guys that are that are throwing a hundred miles per hour. But at the same time, it's about being able to, because you were talking about that high fastball. I mean, sometimes as a hitter, you don't know. I was thinking about this as you were saying that you don't know if a guy's doing that on purpose or not. Or you yeah. know what I'm saying? If we don't have any control or something. As a hitter, I know. You know what I mean? I'm, I like yeah. to consider myself a good hitter. So I kind of read the picture. He gets wild. I'm like, oh man, he might not know what's coming. And then bam, he throws three straight fastballs hey, on you. Hey Tyler, you remember that inning? It was like whatever when when you struck. Uh, I think uh, Perez was still there actually. I think when that happened, when you struck out. Um, it was uh, when you got out of the inning. You got the line out. Everybody jumped out of the dugout like we had won the World Series. I swear to God, you remember that? I, I do. I, honestly, I had to turn around and look at the scoreboard. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever came out of an inning that we haven't won and the dugout's cleared. Yeah, it was. Hey, John, you should have seen it. Really? It was uh, the 26th, uh-huh. 26th of uh, July, and Wilson came in. He got us out of a bases loaded jam. Hal Lanier said it after the game. We had never seen it before. And when Wilson got the last out, and this was a big game against the Capitals. The whole dugout came running on the field. I swear to God, it wasn't even the ninth inning. It was what was it, the eighth or seventh inning? No, it was, it was a it was the ninth, but it was a tie ball game. Right, that's what it was, they a tie ball game. That excited. Yeah. Wow. And then we had came back and won. I remember that game, but I mean, you'd never seen that before, right? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've never. I'm I've trying never to pitch it that right now. Career. I'm trying to pitch it. I can go find the audio. Guys running out there on, uh, on the field in excitement, like, oh my goodness! I mean, that's how baseball is, though, man. I, oh, I wish I was there now. Yeah, I mean, you weren't maybe, on the team. Yet. Maybe exactly. Maybe I was somewhere even better. I don't know. <laughs> so, so of course, Tyler Wilson joined us here on Around the Diamond, current Ottawa Champions closer. Hey, this is Tyler Wilson from the Ottawa Champions, and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Wilson, the 0-2 to Gracial. Big cut, high fastball, and he struck him out. And that's the first out of the top of the ninth. 
This one swung on. Cartwright makes the catch, and that will end the inning. What a performance from Tyler Wilson. He comes in and takes down the Capitals. And look at this, the Ottawa dugout is on their feet. What a performance by Wilson. We'll be back with the bottom of the ninth. Two to two is the score. Champions Baseball, CKDJ1079 and KenMLeague.tv. Now, you look through your time with the, the Boston Red Sox system. Now, you had told me that you had played with some pretty significant names uh, in the Red Sox system, and one of those guys was Josh Reddick, and you had, you had lived in a trailer with Josh Reddick, and Josh Reddick just signed a big contract with the, uh, the Houston Astros. So okay, what kind of a guy he, was he at that point? Well, it was a, it was a camper. Oh, camper! There a, you go. Yeah, it was yeah a, make it, was it sound a better, camper. man. <laughs> he made but, it sound uh, like y'all was some two country boys playing with some milk cows. Oh, yes, they were. Like yeah, we we were we were country boys. Huh? Uh, well, you can hear it in uh, your voice. Yeah, uh, Josh. I mean, Josh is a really good guy. I'm I'm really proud of him, man. He uh he's worked his butt off to get where he is. He's, you know, he's had a few injuries, you know, that's held him back. You know, he had a a big injury, a big, I think it was a wrist injury this year, you know, and it kind of held him back. But, you know, before that injury, man, he, he's having the best career of his, uh, or his best season of his career. And it, you know, it paid off. He got a big, got big money and man, he's, uh, I know he's doing a lot of stuff in the, I guess around his community. And I know he's doing some stuff around Houston. I saw in, uh, where he's doing some community work around there with the Astros. So yep. he's, He's making some big work of his of his money so far, and I'm. He proud. got a smooth swing. You seen him, boy? That boy got a smooth swing. You man. seen Josh Reddick? I seen him on ESPN. Oh, I thought you meant you played against him. <laughs> no, I mean, Holy, I mean, Holy I mean, what, I mean, what you trying to say? I was in a big league when he was in a big league. We was at that at the same time, but I'm just complimenting. Well, who's man. better? I mean, what you mean? Who better? <laughs> I can play. He can play. You know what I'm saying? The man got a nice swing. You know what I'm saying? And a good arm too. I hope. I hope. And, and Houston is a nice place too, man. I mean, got a what's Jeff Lunal over there? I don't know. Yeah, man. That's what you. I'm mean pretty to sure Adron's got a World Series ring. That's yeah, exactly. I don't be wanting to put that in people's face. You know what I'm saying? I don't be wanting to say that. You know what I'm saying? I just keep it to myself. Yeah, but just, but Josh Reddick's hit 26 home runs, and he got a big time contract. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I'm working hard. I'm working hard yeah, just like I mean, him. Hey, he's got a big contract. He got a World Series ring. You know, I mean, who trades? I mean, but would you trade a big contract for no. a World Series I ring? Mean, shoot, I don't know about. I mean, just playing. No, I, but, I would. I wouldn't trade a mil, million bucks for that ring. No, nah, you said a million, but what if he said a hundred million? No, but there's a lot of there's a lot of people that take less money to try to win that ring. Though. But at the same time, this is what I'm gonna say on that subject right there. It's like you know. Until you experience, I, I, one of my favorite rappers, Bum B, he said it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> really, though, you know, and Zero said it, this too. This is a perfect Christmas Eve edition, eh? Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Look, my birthday edition. Oh, is it, it really? Happy birthday, yeah. too, you know what I'm saying? Cool and this, it's, all, it's, the, it's the season of giving. I mean, that's the month of giving, right? Yeah. Christmas, yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? You got to give, you know? And this, I'm giving y'all these nuggets, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Christmas Eve is my birthday. So. Oh, yeah. In in the song he said I can't I can't tell her if I ain't never been up in the cockpit you feeling me man you know what I'm saying uh, he, he's saying I, don't I can't get it. I can't tell you how to fly this plane and if I ain't never flown a plane before so it's like until you get that world champion that World Series ring the World Series accolades or or, or treatment it's like 
You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna never know. I would never trade that ring. Man, I got relationships worth way more than me. I mean, yeah. Pujols made half a million. I mean, half a billion. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I got him as a friend. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't that that World Series ring ain't got nothing on that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it ain't about the money. It's about what comes with it. It's, it's the relationships right. and the knowledge and the wisdom and. Go ahead now. Don't be hating right now. I'm, I'm not hating. Champion, I, you know I, I, I know you're the champion. You know what I mean? <laughs> this good. is this is this is not uh, around the diamond with with uh, baseball talk. This is the comedy show with For Adron sure. Chambers. Already. Swear to God. Let's go. Um, <laughs> da -da, da -da. So 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 right after you know your 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 days with Boston, um, in in their system. If there you talked about what you learned there and with the fastball, but what was it? That that indie ball kind of taught you because you went at a very young age at age twenty three to twelve Rivera and you were still a starter at that point you know a, a fairly reliable starter so what did indie ball kind of teach you you know going forward in your career uh, honestly indie ball has taught me how to love the game of baseball again as a team like being a good teammate being you know just being like picking others up you know because affiliated ball I just feel like you know like in the minor leagues you, you just kind of learn to watch for yourself you know I mean you see you guys come and go you make good friends if you're there for five years I mean you meet some of your, your really good friends man and they just start to go and it's just it's kind of a game of yourself and like any ball has just really taught me how to play as a team how does a pitch pitches a team you know and just care for like care for others man it's almost like because you know ain't nobody you ain't got to worry about too many people leaving or coming because well, there's guys get released oh most definitely don't get me wrong i ain't disrespecting the league one of my I'm, boys got released I, I mean and another thing that i learned is just you know if, uh, when i get another opportunity you know to pursue my career back in affiliate affiliated ball that i guess you just don't have to worry about you know what other people do because you just know what you can bring to the table and you have to, I mean if the only kind of individual side you have to bring is just knowing who you are and knowing what you can do and bring the best you every time you pitch and you kind of have to leave it at that yeah shut, shut, uh, shut up and do it like Nike say just do it baby. Who? just just do it and just kind of oh you Nike know, you just can't worry about what other people are doing because that's them. I mean, that's not you. You gotta you gotta bring what you can to the table and and execute. And obviously, if you're in that affiliated ball, obviously they think you can make the big leagues. I mean, all you have to do is prove yourself, and the only way you can really prove yourself is just being yourself. Now, Wilson, we're we're, we're running a little short on time here, but I want to go over to 2015 Sussex County Miners. You start off the season with Sussex. You pitch opening day, and they cut you. Boom, just like that for only one start with, with the team. And it was against the Ottawa champions. And then the Ottawa champions say, what the hell is this guy doing on the block? We got to pick this guy up. They pick you up and bring it over over to Ottawa in 2015. You're part of that big uh, inaugural first season with the Ottawa champions. Your name goes down in the books in that way. So it was almost like a blessing in disguise to go over from a bad situation in Sussex and then come over to, come over to Ottawa in 2015. Oh, uh, you... You couldn't explain that any better. A blessing in disguise, you know. I mean, when it first happened, I was kind of, I was kind of hurt. You know, I didn't really know what to expect, and it was just one of those. I waited it out, and I just had a, a feeling in my heart, and a, you know, something in my gut telling me, you know, it ain't over. You know, just stick it out. And you know, I hung out in Sussex a little bit. I was working with their pitching coach, and they were graceful enough, you know, to let me do that. And it's just kind of. I mean, it was bittersweet, 
you know, I signed there. I went back to Ottawa, and the rest is history so far. And you're, you you talk about the rest being history. Tyler Wilson from the Ottawa Champions joining us here on Around the Diamond. And 2015, 25 years old, you had an excellent season. You moved to the pen. And I want to talk about Billy Horn here. Billy Horn, your, your pitching coach, who must have helped a little bit in this because they had moved you from the rotate. They said, you know, when you came over, my my... My, my, my guess is is that they must have said, you know what, Tyler, we don't want you in the rotation. We, want, we think you're best off in the bullpen you know, with that big fastball that you have, and you can throw that fastball as many times as you want when you come in just to get that one inning. So what was your thought process when Billy had came over and said, you know what, you're going to move over to the pen, or was it Hal, and, and what was it at that point? Well, it was kind of one of those I didn't really have a choice, and plus our okay. starting rotation that year. I mean, we had two guys that played in big leagues, yep. the big leagues, uh, Two guys that were in AAA, you know, it's just, I mean, the, the the starting staff was just really good. So, I mean, I just, it was just kind of one of those, well, I wanted to, I mean, I got a, another chance. And so I just kind of went with it. And I was kind of like, well, if you want, you tell me what you want me to do, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And it just worked out that, you know, they needed me in the pen. At first, you know, I was doing long relief. I would come in and I would pitch mop-up innings. You know, I, I mean, I played the janitor role for a little bit. You know, and it's just, it's just one of those like whatever Hal asked me to do, I went in there and I said yes, sir, and I asked how high he wanted me to jump. You know, and I just, and I just competed. You know, until I got the setup role. It's nice. I, it's nice to have Hal back, huh? It is. Yeah, Hal, man. You know, Hal is a. Uh, he's the man. Knows what he's doing. Yeah, he do. He and really I does. Didn't, I didn't even really know about him when I got here. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know about how, and everybody was saying, you know, we got Wilson, as you can probably vouch with me, that you know, we won that championship, and a lot of it had to do, all of it had to do with our manager. Exactly. I mean, those, those clutch decisions, putting the right people in, the right, the right place in the, the lineup, the right pitcher in, the right moment. You know, it's just, no especially that last, that last moment that we beat Rockland that third game. I mean, leaving Christmas in, you know, the – have the complete game you know that's that's all his it's all his call yeah man remember when harvey's not an ace well he's he was yeah he was until you had haterade tommy john what's up bro because that's my job you're you're the one talking about oh that's my boy oh that's my boy they are i know i'm saying that's the problem you gotta have respect for these guys but as uh, they put like this the story is gonna tell itself what happened when you went out there in the ninth inning Oh, you exactly. Talk about there you go. It stuff gonna happen automatically. But people like how they know how to bounce back. People like Harvey, they know how to bounce back. People like Art Charles, they know how to bounce back. And that's what it's about, bouncing back. So, you know, sip on that, baby. That's right. <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it. Tyler Wilson joining us here on Around the Diamond. Thank you so much for taking the time. Best of luck in the off season. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next season with the Ottawa Champions, Hal Lanier coming back. And uh, Tyler Wilson, we'll see you as the closure. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. That was the closer of the Ottawa Champions, Tyler Wilson, here with us on Around the Diamond. And that's going to wrap up this very special Christmas Eve edition of Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. We want to wish a happy birthday to Tyler Wilson as it is actually his birthday here on the 24th of December. So a happy birthday uh, to Tyler Wilson. We also want to give a shout-out to Art Charles and his family for everything that uh, that they've done. Of course, a great 
uh, interview with Art Charles earlier in the show, and we thank him so much for joining us here on Around the Diamond. We want to thank our co-host, Adron Chambers, who will be also rejoining us next week as he is our uh, ATD co-host, played in the big leagues for three seasons with the St. Louis Cardinals and has a spect- has done a spectacular job as the co-host in this show as he, he kind of goes off a little bit, which is really funny because some of the things that Adron can can say uh, are really funny as from what I find and what some uh, some listeners uh, have been saying to me. But uh, give, give me a little bit of feedback. You can uh, write a review on iTunes or... Uh, Put something down in the comments section. You can find me on Twitter and let me know what you think on the show at Diamond underscore Dante. Uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes and you can listen to any past episodes there. It's uh, Just type in in the search bar Around the Diamond and on Google Around the Diamond or on my SoundCloud Diamond Dante Audio. You've been listening to the very special Christmas Eve edition of Around the Diamond or episode 41. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We will see you next week. Two pitch from Wilson is a fastball strike three. He got him. And there's two down. Johnny Bladell strikes out swinging. And we talk about that fastball. It's been good all season. 60 strikeouts for Wilson in the regular season. Make that 61 if you count that. Wilson, the one two. Strike three. He got him. On the slider in the dirt. Art Charles swings right over it. And there's two out in the inning. Tyler Wilson on fire. The 3-2 from Wilson with runners on second and first. They're running on the pitch. And Wilson delivers the pitch. It's swung on, sent it to center. Boucher makes the catch. And the champions have won their first ever playoff game in franchise history and have tied the series one apiece.